L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Thursday night football. It is the AFC West battle of the season in Kansas City between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Kickoff is a little over two hours away on Fox. And right now on pregame.com, the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Steve Fezzik, what is the Vegas perspective on tonight's matchup? Well, first off, looking at that three-and-a-half-point spread, remember Thursday night the home teams typically have the advantage because of the short week. So because of that, if two teams are roughly equal, then the home team is going to be a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So Vegas is saying that right now Kansas City and the Chargers are approximately equal teams, according to Vegas. Now, how surprised are you looking at that? Because people would assume the Kansas City Chiefs have been rolling all year long. You can't trust the L.A. Chargers. Um, Their own city didn't trust them. That's why they're playing at a soccer stadium. How can you trust that the Chargers are on equal playing field with the Kansas City Chiefs? What is Vegas looking at that leads them to believe that that's the case? Well, I think it's clearly the injury report. Now, the Chargers have some injuries, but Kansas City, with the skill position players, wowza, at running back. Obviously, Hunt is released. Backup running back, where? Now they're number one. I don't know if he's going to play. Shoulder and hamstring issues, he's doubtful. And a wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, likely to play, but he has a heel and a wrist injury. And number two wide receiver for Kansas City, Watkins, is out. There's a whole lot of pressure on Kelsey and the other players to make this happen with so many injuries. And this is a fun matchup coming up. This is the final Thursday night game of the year, and it may end up being the best one. And we've seen some good ones on Thursday night. So you get the Chiefs, you get the Chargers. It's, in, in essence, for the AFC West. I don't know who's intimidated about going out to L.A., 
to play the Chargers. But to me, this is a big matchup in the AFC. It could determine seeding, and a lot of things could shake up. RJ, you being the voice of Vegas, when you're looking at this matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers, what stands out to you the most? I think it's important to look at Kansas City and be honest about what we've seen since the Kareem Hunt situation. The reality is, and listen, anytime you have something that's bigger than sports, you've got to say, okay, it's bigger than sports, but hey, now we're talking sports. And what I know is some combination of Hunt's absence on the field and the distraction that the incident caused with the team, that's led, at least contributed, to Kansas City two straight games falling short of expectation is by definition, as we always say, the point spread is expectation. And they didn't cover Kansas City against the Raiders, and then they didn't cover against the Ravens. And it took, you know, a borderline miracle to even win the game against the Ravens. So I'm not sure this is the same Kansas City team for whatever reason. And I would make the case the Chargers – if you look at them the last 10 games, maybe you're playing the best of any team in the NFL. And it, it, what, what strikes me that it's important to always look at the trends comprehensively, that on one hand someone could say factually, rightfully so, someone could say, listen, road underdogs on Thursday do horribly. Last three years they've only covered five times. Think about that. And they'd be exactly right. But history also says that teams that play on Sunday in overtime and then play on Thursday do horribly. Well, that's Kansas City. So if you have one horrible for the Chargers, one horrible for Kansas City, let's call that a wash. Now the question becomes who's the better team? Eh, Jonas, I think these are about even teams right now, considering Casey's downturn. And then you say, well, who's the more fatigued team? I'd make the case, and, and I'd make this staunchly, that, that the Chargers had the much easier game last week against the Bengals. They didn't cover, but they were in control of that game. And Kansas City had a war against Baltimore. So I'd make the case perhaps the Chargers are a little fresher. And then you add in we're getting three and a half. That implies that Casey has to be clearly better. I don't think they are. Or Casey has a clear. Uh, situational advantage. I don't think they do. So the more I look at this game, and I've been a, a, a skeptic of the Chargers this year, to be candid, the more I look at this game, I think it's hard to say the value is not on the Chargers. And there was always this narrative, and especially being out here in L.A., that, well, in, in Southern California, you can't trust the Chargers in a big spot. We've seen it so many years. They get to the postseason, 14-2, and first round by home field, they lose to the Patriots. There's been several examples against the Jets and whoever in the, in the postseason, and especially against the Chiefs. I remember a Saturday night game last year where there was a big matchup in Kansas City and the Chargers came up short. So looking at that, that's always followed this team. Now, me being somebody who, who's not good at this whole sports betting thing, it's like looking at a roulette wheel. If I see that it's hit red 10 times in a row, I'm always going to go black because I just assume, well, law of averages, it's going to hit at some point. Is that kind of how we could look at this, that at some point this streak has got to end and maybe this is the perfect spot for it to do so? 
Yeah, I think that's the opposite way to think, because here's what I know. That's why I'm terrible at this. <laughs> and it's a good lesson, because a lot of people think like that. It's, it's called the do theory, right? Yes. Well, let me tell you, I've known guys that's uh, been in 20 relationships. They're 0 and 20. <laughs> you know something? I don't think they're due. I think there's something fundamentally wrong. And that's a great thing to think about in life itself. Let's use your roulette example is if the wheel is fair, if it's truly random, then the next one, it's the old question, 100 times in a row you flip heads, what's the next one? Well, the next flip is 50-50 heads or tails, unless the coin isn't fair. And you know something? If the coin isn't fair, it means it's a better chance it's going to flip heads, apparently. So I like to go with the streak, all things equal. If I see a roulette wheel and there's seven in a row... Would I know? First of all, I don't play roulette, but if you force me to, <laughs> I would say there's some chance greater than zero that there's some reason we're getting all these reds. That's, I'm going to go with red. And if there is no reason there's all these reds, hey, it's 50-50 anyway. So let's extend this to football. If we extend this to football, I would say there's a chance. It's just random that the Chargers have lost in these spots. And... I also think there's a chance or some reason we don't quite see. Now, there's a reason we can, or there's a way to think this through. The way to think it through is ask yourself, well, what, did we, uh, what are the factors of losing big games? Coaching and your team leaders. That's really the only two things it could be. Well, the Chargers have changed coaches multiple times since some of the games you mentioned. And then what, what is left is the quarterback. So if you want to make the case that Rivers is the problem, I'm not sure you're wrong because I don't get any – I hear all this Hall of Fame talk. I hear he's better than Eli. But at a certain point, why isn't he delivering in the big games? I'm just not sure this game rises to that level. I will say one last – as in it's such a big game. Hey, it's a big game. It's Thursday night. But people aren't going to remember this game in three years probably. Right? It's not like a playoff game. Now, last thing I'll say is this. Chargers coach, to me, bottom quartile in the NFL, bottom quarter. So in a close game, in a big game, coaching matters. I know they've had multiple coaches during this run, but it just strikes me that this coach specifically not even close to elite in the NFL. And it's funny because that's, that's been something that is sort of, I guess, been tagged with Andy Reid throughout the course of his career in big moments he gets too conservative in the playoffs and the Super Bowl clock management but in this spot here you still trust Andy Reid over uh, uh, over Anthony Lynn well listen if if, if uh, by definition if you got to the Super Bowl you've won some big games yes right very good and point if by, and if by definition you got to the conference finals like he did what what was it like four years in a row yeah I think it was With, four years in a row uh, he won some big games, right? So when you get down to a handful of games, a handful that's going to decide your legacy, I mean, think about the Bills, right? If the Bills had won four, four more games in the 90s, they'd probably be considered the greatest team of all time. Yeah. Four straight Super Bowls would be unmatched. But they lost four, and they're not even in the conversation. So sometimes I think sports is – Fair, where if you're a winner, you win. And sometimes, and it's what Billy Bean talks about with the A's, getting to the playoffs, that's a sign of consistency. 
winning a seven-game series or in the NFL a one-game winner-take-all, man, oftentimes it's luck. And I'll tell you this, final point, you could look at the genius, the genius, Belichick, and you could say he easily could have lost every Super Bowl since that Eagles Super Bowl. Right? Obviously could have lost the Seattle game. Yeah. And obviously could have lost the Falcons. So imagine how different the narrative would be. Now, the funny thing is, he obviously could have won both of the Giants games. So in a weird way, he could have been 4-0 in those games or 0-4. The fact he ended up 2-2 probably is what he should have because they were all coin flips. But when they go extreme one way or the other, fortunate or unfortunate, that's where reputations of choke artists or you know shrieks from the bright lights and if you've got 20, 30 games of history, yeah, maybe. Andy Dalton in prime time, you've got a lot of history there. But when you're talking a handful of games, I think it's like flipping a coin. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's another matchup this Sunday that I think is interesting because a lot of team, a team with a lot of momentum right now is the Dallas Cowboys. They're sort of the talk of the league. They're back. Amari Cooper, Zeke, Dak Prescott making some plays late. Uh, the defense is getting a lot of headlines. But the Cowboys find themselves a three-point underdog at the Colts. What does Vegas say about this matchup? You know, I tell you, sometimes, and this is a great game to learn a lesson on, sometimes you want to bet on both teams in a game, and you obviously can. And sometimes you want to bet against both teams, and you obviously can. <laughs> and it offers opportunity, right? And then this is a game where I want to bet on bo- both teams. I want to bet on the Colts. I want to bet on the Cowboys. I'll explain why, but let's talk for just a minute about the, the big picture. When you have a situation like this, you want to bet on, on both teams, you tend to watch it. Sit back and watch it. One of the teams is going to lose. And if they lose the game and against the spread, that means that team is going to go down in esteem. They're going to get less expensive. So since you like the team to start with, unless there's something you saw in this game that really turns you off, there's extra value potentially because they lost, they didn't cover the next game. Now the flip side is if you want to bet against both teams, you watch. One of them's going to win. Now they get more expensive, and you look to bet against them. So sometimes one way to keep yourself interested in a game instead of betting it when you don't have a real strong opinion is say, if this happens, I have a good bet coming up. So I'm looking to bet whoever loses this game. And here's why I like both teams. One, other than the unexplainable aberration of Andrew Luck and the Colts getting shut out against Jacksonville. And I truly believe that's unexplainable. I don't understand what happened there. Other than that, the Colts offense has played as well as any offense in the NFL the last six or eight weeks. Right Right up at the top of the list. Okay, And the defense is trending upwards. So when you've got uh, an offensive line that's gelling with the Colts, You've got Andrew Luck getting healthier and healthier, obviously off a missed year. You've got to think that trend line keeps going up. And a defense that's improving, you've got to think that trend line is going up. Now, on the other hand, I look at Dallas, and I have probably said 
If you said, RJ, what have you said more in your media career the last dozen years? What phrase? I've probably said, the Dallas Cowboys are a hyper public team. In general, I'm looking to fade the Cowboys. That's just a basic Ten Commandment, one of the ten in sports batting. Cowboys, expensive. All that said, I think they're underrated. Because if you look at their season, even back to September, they're so young on defense that they just weren't the team even two months ago they are today. And you see that in college basketball, where a team that has a lot of young players in November and December is not near the team they are in March. And those are the teams you want to bet in March. And come March, we'll be talking about those teams because the season-long stats are deceiving. I think for Dallas, the season-long stats defensively especially are not doing them justice. And with a really good rookie and also a really good second-year guy that came out of college with a big injury, this Dallas defense is probably better today than their stats are saying. You add, finally, that Dallas is a very emotional team. Uh, Jerry Jones makes this team emotional through his approach, and because of that, when they're winning, it tends to beget winning. Winning leads to more winning, and when they lose, it tends to lead to more losing. Now, some teams like the Patriots, when they lose, it usually leads to winning, right? So teams hate, you know, there's some teams that aren't, that don't lose that second game, and there's some teams that get into real losing streaks. Dallas is one that's streaky in both directions, and obviously they're hot right now. I think it feeds upon itself. So I'm not anxious to bet against Dallas. I'm not anxious to bet against the Colts. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, what is your takeaway from the Cowboys-Colts line right now? Again, on pregame.com, you can find Indianapolis, a three-point favorite at home. Well, I agree with RJ that I want to bet on both these teams. Dallas with Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, great new additions playing on defense. So Dallas trending upward. But, boy, the Colts, I tell you, nine of the last ten games, they've scored 24 or more points. So I love them as well. The difference here is motivation. The Colts need this game like blood to make the playoffs. Dallas now has a 99% to win the division, having won the last five games all by one possession. I think Dallas exhales. And it's Indy's game here. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Greg Cosell, NFL analyst, senior producer for NFL Films. He's been doing it for 39 years, is with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Greg, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Jonas, what's happening, my friend? Uh, just talking a lot of football. Tis the season, you know. We, you, you got that right. You Dan, got that right. Once uh, Thanksgiving hits, then it really we really get down to the real NFL season here. And I want to talk just first about this game coming up a little bit later on. So we see Patrick Mahomes with these no look passes and these cross body throws that seemingly nobody has ever done or been allowed to do in the NFL. How concerned would you be, a guy who's watched as much tape as you have and seen as many quarterbacks come through the league? How concerned would you be that Patrick Mahomes starts to develop bad habits? Well, I think he had some of those habits coming into the league, Jonas, and that was a concern for a lot of people who, who watched his tape, including myself. I remember being at the Combine and talking to coaches who loved the arm talent because he, that's phenomenal. It's high level. It's freakish. But we're very concerned about his ability over time to consistently run a structured offense. 
uh, see, coaches, you know this, coaches work 16, 18, 20 hours a week putting in their game plan, building their offense. They want the quarterback to execute it. Now, there's a balance, obviously. In today's NFL, many would argue that you have to be able to make plays outside of the structure of the offense. So it's where do you stand on that line? Where do you fall on that balance? Um, He's had a great year. There's not much to really say negatively about him right now, but it's just something to watch as his career goes forward. Do you have any concerns about this Chiefs team moving forward into the playoffs? Let's say they get home field advantage throughout. Is there something that you would watch out for? We always saw the Alex Smith Chiefs. It felt like they were limited. You know, they they could only do so much. This team feels like they can do so much more because of the quarterback position, but what is an area of concern for you? Well, I think that their their defense has been a question at times. They've been able to generate a strong pass rush, and D. Ford's had a very good year. Justin Houston is back. Chris Jones has been really good inside, and very often a pass rush can compensate for some coverage issues, which I think many people would say that that's not the strength of their team and that they can be had in the secondary. So the question is, Will they score enough to win shootouts if games get like that? You look at the Rams game when they played that Monday nighter. Uh, and can their pass rush compensate for perhaps their secondary being vulnerable? So it's, you know, those would be questions as they move forward. Greg Cosell, NFL analyst, senior producer for NFL Films, is with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox here on Straight Out of Vegas. Philip Rivers, being out here in L.A. and in Southern California, I've known how good he's been for as long as he's been in the league. But I think that maybe a lot of people haven't been paying as much attention or aren't familiar with, with some of his work. What is he doing, though, differently this year? Because it feels like he's taken it to another level this year in L.A. See, I wouldn't say that, Jonas. I think I've, I've loved Philip Rivers as, as a quarterback pure, someone who was fortunate to know Bill Walsh and be taught a lot by Bill Walsh in my 39 years in NFL films. I think Philip Rivers plays the position in, in a sense the way it's, it's supposed to be played, and I think he's always played it that way. You know, you can look at stats one year, maybe one year he threw a few more interceptions, maybe this year he's throwing a few less. But I think the way in which he goes about playing the position has not changed at all. Uh, Carson Wentz, this is yep. now back-to-back years. We've got an injury issue ending his season early. What do you think moving forward is the plan in Philadelphia? Because clearly there's got to be a change-up in his style of play. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that'll be interesting going forward because I think Carson Wentz is a high-level talent, and I think when he's at his best, he's, he'd be a top-three, top-four quarterback in the league. Um, I think the team also needs to take a look at what their talent level is because it's hard for people to believe Jonas because they won a Super Bowl last year, but this is not a particularly talented offensive group. And when you have a quarterback who's really good and is very aggressive and wants to push the ball down the field, I think you have to be aware that you need receivers who can fit that profile, and they don't have that. And they will not be able to fix everything, I don't believe, in one off season. but I think they're going to have to start to address their offensive line and they're going to have to start to address their skill position players and increase the the vertical dimension element, which they truly don't have at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 